Welcome to You Hate to Hear It, the podcast where we pick apart a song, decide if all that glitters is gold or not, and we will separate the pyrite from the precious metals. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. And I'm Andrew. I'm pretty proud of that cold open, man. That was just, I was yeah, that's true. flipping rhymes off the top of my head. Yeah, that was smashing. <laughs> uh, speaking of, yeah. uh, this it's week sma- it's, is a smash mouth where you just go to sleep without brushing your teeth. <laughs> no, it's where you press down the meat extra hard so the edges crisp. I think. <laughs> okay. What? Wait, no, that's a smash <laughs> like, burger. Smash, yeah. a smash oh. burger. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always get those mixed up. Yeah. Um, Sorry, my brain got smart, but my head got dumb, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if well, you haven't caught on, Ryan. We are tackling Smash Mouth with their hit song, All Star. What? Oh, I thought we were do Walking on the Sun. Oh, shit. Okay. As far as his songs go, that was the hit of theirs that I don't really mind. Um, I, I was absolutely going to say that exact same thing. I thought Walking on the Sun, that was the breakout song for them. I liked that song. Like that song. Yeah, I liked the lyrics. I liked the general vibe of it. I think it was a fun song. Uh, yeah. And so this is this is a band that is all about having fun for yes. sure. Yes. That's what they celebrate. And that's what people know them and love them for that. Or they just love Shrek to an unhealthy degree and anything <laughs> Shrek associated. Like, All-Star. okay. A- a- Andrew, calm down. Calm down. It's, <laughs> it's going to be okay. We're, Wait, let me people, see both hands. What people are, are going to say that? some bad things about Shrek and you're just going to have to kind of deal with it. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> Eddie Murphy fa- is a god. He's a god. <laughs> we all. We all have our favorite movies. Mike Myers, is he in it? Yeah, he's Shrek. He's fucking Shrek. He is the titular character, my friend. I, I've but, never seen this movie, and I know that. Jesus. In in his other movies, he doesn't talk. He just goes around on Halloween stabbing people. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. He'll only talk on animated um, oh, I features, see. so you can't see his lips move. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no, walking on the sun that that track we're not doing that had like a cool kind of throwback '60s vibe or what what have you that Definitely. I yeah had it's, no it sounded with. like Jim Morrison was about to come out and then you're like oh it's <laughs> this chubby guy oh talk. shit where's that mashup I want to hear that instrumental with some <laughs> Jim Morrison yeah, yeah. mother <laughs> I wanna <laughs> uh, M- mother is a uh, Danzig song Ryan well no that's that R- Ryan has a, a brain disease where he can uses Jim Morrison for Danzig. That is that's a classic line where he's talking the Oedipus line where he's never mind. Mother! What Tell about your children not to, to fuck your mom? You. <laughs> no, 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 that's mama. Ooh, uh, no. that's that's the doors. Wow, um, a lot yeah. of people sing about their moms. Uh, you can't see it right now, listeners, but I have my finger and my thumb in the shape of an L on my forehead. <laughs> and I'm looking at both of you assholes. <laughs> okay, let's get serious. Let's get Come serious on, here. So okay, this, we talked about this is a serious song. Yeah. This is a band that formed in 1994. Steve Harwell is their lead vocalist and sort of the ringleader. Hard-bodied frontman. With the craziest looking fucking uh, beard that you've seen in a while. That's, in that's why, and, and that's why I was going to wear my glasses tonight. Because like he he's 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 the kind of guy that just like always like as a chubby guy when I put on sunglasses it kind of like takes away a little bit of the like oh he's not a fat guy he's actually just a guy who's wearing sunglasses <laughs> hey look up here up here 
It only unfortunately, you look a little bit more like Riff Raff at the moment than you do Steve Hart. Oh, my fa- my favorite artist, the coolest guy that uh, that was ever that ever lived. Uh, no, yeah. Thank, yeah. thank you for that compliment. Word up to Riff Raff for following us on Twitter. Uh, he might right. win the T-shirt contest before any of you listeners. So you're really I, I'm up. I'm going to win his T-shirt contest because I'm right now at Riff Planet buying everything that is on that site that can be bought. Ooh. Big this, this guy, I, I mean, the word musical genius gets tossed around a lot these days. <laughs> and um, I, I just want to say that Riff Raff, what you if you heard our last episode, sir, that was a, that was a roast. And who who do people roast? Only the best, mm-hmm. you know, like the, it, that was in honor of you. And um, we take it all back. And <laughs> please, please don't hurt us. I'm cutting that out. Fuck that, dude. He doesn't get any of it. <laughs> he gets none of that fucking backpedaling from us. Ooh, I've got a little I got a little gift icon that just showed up. It says, nobody knows more than a Dan Tony VIP member when it comes to music, access, limited discounts, and new merch. Oh the, f- the future is bright. <laughs> Ryan, what's your what's your email? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even. Uh, anyways, getting back to this band. So before Smash Mouth started, Steve Harwell had a hip-hop group in the 90s called FOS, or Freedom of Speech. Whoa, that's so cool. I bet a lot of their rap songs were like, my name is Steve and I'm here to say. (laughs) I like free speech in a constitutional way. (laughs) Right. No, I I feel like, yeah, free speech is one of those words, kind of like family values, that's just sort of been perverted by extremists at this point. Like, if you're talking about free speech you're talking about how you know these days like the vaccine is is microchipped and they're tracking you and uh you know, just i don't know it seems like yeah, right. kind of like a dog whistle yeah. for some bullshit which is I mean, too bad because freedom of speech is fucking awesome that's how we're not getting murdered for the shit we say on this podcast <laughs> yeah 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 please don't kill us jody <laughs> please don't kill us horst <laughs> Appreciate it. But this band, uh, Freedom of Speech, Steve Harwell's hip hop group, he kind of sounds like a a, a positive, but like he's rapping in the cadence sort of like Ice Cube. He's sort of biting on that style. Um, But, you know, it's just not quite as as ass kicking in lyrics. Really? I I only have one YouTube uh, comment for, and it comes from underneath his song, uh, Big Black Boots. From FOS, everything under All Star, of course, is 100% positive, and I love this, and this changed my life. This song kept me alive when all my organs shut down, and (laughs) my my lungs started to fight each other, and then my my feet fell off. (laughs) The classic. The only thing that kept me alive was Smash Mouth, (laughs) (laughs) dude. Even under this FOS YouTube video, the second comment has has a call out to Shrek. In the Shrek soundtrack. So you really can't escape it. But uh, the first comment comes from Hound6426 and says, I remember when I was 11, our class was shown by our local sheriff's department a montage of prison violence and killings that was set to this song in hopes that we'd stay out. It was the first time I'd ever seen a person die on camera. And this song brings back that memory. Oh my God. Some. <laughs> That's fantastic. 
Um, <laughs> which, yeah, it's kind of funny because that's sort of how this song All Star had a second life as a meme. Uh, from like 2017 to 2021 or something, this is a very popular rock song again. And I think it's because it was memefied to a bunch of, you know, sort of gaffes, goofs, and accidents. It would have that mm-hmm. song playing underneath it, yeah. uh, as yeah. far as I could find. Yeah. So, <laughs> dude, Steve Arwell falling just down, violence and accidents. Yeah, they're just following him around, dude. Somebody once told me a football was gonna hit me in the balls. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, <Even All-Star. laughs> amazing. So and I mean, well, and it it's effective in that because everybody knows this song. Like you hear that some, and nine mm-hmm. out of ten people are gonna know exactly what the next word is, the next note, everything. Like this song is universally known. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is arguably the most popular song that we've talked about so far on this podcast. Like in yeah. terms of broad cultural societal reach, like, mm-hmm. I mean, the only people that, you know, maybe millennials are not going to know this song, maybe because they haven't seen like Shrek because it's from the 90s or whatever. But like uh, they have. Yeah, they, yeah, they probably have. Um, yeah. So, I mean, seriously, there's yeah, there's not another song with as broad of a reach as this song has had. And so. it, it's mm-hmm. and of course, of course, it was going to be something that is just complete headache inducing toe curlingly lame garbage. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. just that's how this works. So this song, All Star, came out in 1999. And let's take a little trip back. It was OK. First, it came out in 1999. And it was featured in Mystery Men, that movie, which was a complete flop, um, like a, a off-brand superhero comedy mm-hmm. with um, Ben Stiller. Ben was, Stiller, yep. Was Janine Garofalo. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, 99. Remember when Janine Garofalo was a thing? My goodness. She was great. She, she was fantastic. She, st- she still is great. Yeah, she taught me so much about sarcasm. Yeah, she, she had that down pat for sure. Yes. Let's see. And it was also, for most people, they will know it as the the intro song to the film Shrek. Yeah. The song that the song that Shrek listens to as he bathes himself in what is unmistakably diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You can make the smallest argument that was mud from a bog. It it was it nope. like came out mm-hmm. as like no. turds yeah. down yeah. his green ass. Yeah. It was his own latrine. He had his own plumbing system that just went from like literally ass to mouth, just straight up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that reminds me of do you guys remember you can't do that on television on Nickelodeon? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. that there was what like the dysfunctional family sketches where the dad was like, Oh yeah, no, I tied uh, the shower to the toilet. So every time <laughs> you turn on the shower head, it's like supposed to be pissed. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's that oh. wow. That, those are good jokes. Those yeah. are yeah, potty humor, man. It just always hits with the, the kids. So that's cool. God, it's better I, than I, uh, Twinkle I Twinkle. So. <laughs> it's like, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather it's Tinkle Tinkle. <laughs> so, so the, 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 the movie Shrek was originally based on these like uh, books from, I think uh, a Norwegian author. I, I don't want to use my keyboard right now. Cause I just spilled heroin all over it. But um, <laughs> the, uh, the it, it was like a, a it's Norwegian or Swedish author who, who wrote these uh, 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 supposedly children's books, but the books the books are Shrek is so much more wild, 
like in these books shrek it's like it's like shrek flips off shrek shrek finds a gun and shoots god and then there's no more god in the world i actually one one of the one of the panels that i was looking at earlier was like shrek wanted to marry the goblin queen because he he found her to be the most hateful and ugly woman in the world but no one, uh, none of the pastors would uh, oversee the wedding because everyone knows that God hates Shrek. <laughs> Jesus, dude. It's like a preacher before there was even a thought in Carthenus's head. <laughs> well, you know, pre- in preacher, God is just, he's just lost. I think God, he's maybe like taking a long doo-doo or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, really, really doom scrolling on the toilet for a millennia or two. I think a side by side read of Preacher and the original Shrek uh, novels, mm-hmm. children's books. Yeah, would definitely. Yeah, you'd be like, OK, I think Shrek actually is the one who has the most. Mo- Shrek seems to be the one that has the most disdain for humanity. Damn. Yeah, it's been like so hard. Yeah, I mean, if, it just reminds me of like all of those classic, you know, Hans Christian Andersen and like. All the old, uh, like, who are the brothers? Why can't I think of the other? Like, the Grimm brothers. Um, That's what they're known as, the Grimm brothers. Grimm bros. The brothers Grimm. I don't remember. But anyways, uh, yeah, like, all of those fairy tales started off as something so much darker as these, like, fables that are supposed to teach kids lessons or whatever. Like, my son has one of those books that's, like, the old school ones, and he he wants to read it sometime. And, like, reading the actual Little Red Riding Hood where they, like, cut the wolf's stomach open and, like, take the grandma out. (laughs) <laughs> like that's just fucking weird. Like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I actually uh, had these uh, family friends from from Norway who gave me like a book of Norwegian fairy tales, and, and they were illustrated, and they were the illustrations were terrifying. We still have it, and uh, it's it's pretty much every story is just like, and then little Billsby wouldn't eat his porridge. And so his mother sold him to a witch who cut his head off and put it in a bag. And then inside a spoon poked him in the eye. But that spoon was made of silver magic, as we all know. And so his head came back alive, but his neck grew into a tree. And then he was lived on a mountain for a thousand years in loneliness and suffering. And that's what will happen to you if you don't eat your porridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, psychedelic horror is a great thing to introduce your children to at an early age. You know, let them figure their shit out. I I just want to make, yeah, I mean, I want to make sure every time that I make porridge at home that my kid eats it in utter terror, mm-hmm. you know. Knock, knock. Great- oh, is that a witch outside? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm, this is great. This is great porridge. Thank you. Thank you, mm. Papa. <laughs> so, uh, you know, getting back to 1999, uh, instead of these grim-ass story tales, kids had things like Pokemon became a thing. Oh, who could forget the introduction of Jar Jar Binks in 1999 as well? Oh, God. A guy, a guy gets a lot of undeserved hate, in my opinion. I'm a stand. Undeserved? Oh, yeah. Oh, he was the, the sign of the times that the four horsemen were coming, in my <laughs> opinion. That guy was terrible. Uh, what else did they get? They got Harry Potter. So a little bit of spookiness, but mostly magic and uh, interpersonal relationships for young children. It was a more innocent time in a lot of ways. Rap yeah. rap metal was a thing. <laughs> I guess it wasn't so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it was the kind of world where you could show up at the airport 20 minutes before your flight and get on the plane just in the nick of time. <laughs> it was also the year, Andrew, your favorite films, She's All That and 10 Things I Hate About You, both came out. Oh, that's great. That's Pretty great. fucking wild. I love it. Yeah, you know, Andrew, if you took off your glasses and and you let your ponytail down, I think you'd look really hot. <laughs> 
Whoa, he did it. Oh my God. Andrew, take this crown. You're now the prom queen. <laughs> and let's see. So as far as the Billboard Hot 100 goes that year, Smash Mouth All-Star came in at number 17, uh, just narrowly beat out by R. Kelly and Celine Dion's I'm Your Angel, which I personally wow. remember. I do. That's not one that it's coming to mind. I, I, I remember Trapped in the Closet and I remember her Titanic song. Who can yeah, forget well, and, Trapped in the Closet? Well, yeah. and R. Kelly had a couple earlier hits, too. I remember loving this song back back then called Down Low. It actually had this great music video. Um, but now, like, if when I think about the lyrics, I'm like, oh. But he yeah, has no. to know. Exactly, yeah. Until no. it I'm comes like, out oh, in okay. court. <laughs> yeah. This is about you statutorily raping Aaliyah. This is exactly what this is about. Um, no, that was Age Ain't Nothing But a... Oh, wait, no, that was her song. Age Ain't Nothing But a Number was, yeah. like... Her, so, R. Kelly influenced song. All written, of their songs written titles. by R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, um, well, here's some songs you will recognize. Uh, some some pretty huge bangers that year. I want it that way. Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. huge. That's a good uh, one. We had Every Morning by Sugar Ray. That That's was a bad one. That was everywhere and probably going to be on yeah, our show at some point. I have I've uh, almost clicked that one many a many a time. <laughs> yes. And absolutely. then here we go. We're climbing up the charts now. We're at number five, Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Oh, great song. Wow. The first track? That was 99. 1999. Wow. I would have thought that was like 96, 97. I know. No, no. It was a little later than you want to believe. A lot of these Mm -hmm. songs are, honestly. Uh, No Scrubs by TLC came in at number two. Mm -hmm. Only be beaten out by Believe by Cher. Oh, God. Do you believe in love after Scrubs? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hated that song. That was a rough one. I didn't know it was actually that damn popular, though. I I guess that's guys. You're crazy. That song's awesome. It was it it was the beginning of auto tune. (laughs) Why why can I see anyone on the Zoom anymore? I'm going to insert like a 30 second silence <laughs> after you said that. <laughs> That's what this podcast needs is more dead air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, um, well, I think we we basically covered most of that that era. We and... put you in a time. We put you in a place. We take you back like a podcast time machine. And I want to I'll tell you guys what I was doing in 1999. Uh this song was the Shrek song. And in those days, a young man, this was back in the days where people actually wanted to work, Ryan, (laughs) where we would go to jobs and do jobs. And so the job that I had elected to do, because my girlfriend wanted me to do it, was I was a concessionist at a movie theater. And uh, they had these little TVs just kind of strung up everywhere in the concessions lobby that would kind of play the, you know, the trailers for the movies. And this one was just coming on all the fucking time. So I was just like constantly just like donkey, donkey, donkey. Like, like, like I had memorized it at this point. Some donkey once told me. <laughs> and uh, I was serv- serving a lot of popcorn, you know, not burning it. Because if you burn popcorn, you would be fired on the spot. And uh, the trailers would somehow like not work that well with like what was coming out. So like th- it would occasionally like rotate into something that was a little bit older. And I think it was Castaway that was playing. Oh, I think shit. it was it was 2000 and Castaway was playing and I was working like a back concession stand very near one of the movie theaters. And I was and I was working there and we we'd just been listening to the this song uh, again. Mm-hmm. And um, my girlfriend came up to me at the time and she was just like, you know, Claire is really down for a threesome. 
And I was just like, whoa, that's I, I, I am I am just turned 18. I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> what let say talk more about that? And she was like, yeah, like she really want, like, wants to like have me and you like we'll go to like my apartment like after work and we'll like get down. And then like Shrek came on again. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> popcorn, making hot dogs. Someone's just like, wow, you're so you're so good at your job. And he's just like, I'm happy to be there. <laughs> and then uh, and then all of a sudden, like the the emergency doors opened up and like ambulance, uh, you know, emergency medical technicians came in and they pulled out a totally out of the movie Castaway, which is playing next door, a totally rigor mortis dead human corpse out of there with no blanket on it or anything just right by my concession stand so i just got to see like this dead human being uh being brought out in front of me and claire and my girlfriend at the time who was like you know saying all kinds of weird things and uh and then and then like you know we had to empty the theater and Mm -hmm. we had to issue a bunch of refunds and people were like well i was only three quarters done with my popcorn and someone died next to me we're like all right well you can have your four dollars and 25 cents back and then cheapest and then popcorn I, ever <laughs> well this was 1999 yeah that's true, true. and then uh, i kind of looked looked at the girls and they were just like Mm-mm, nope <laughs> oh that's sad especially because i know you were still ready to go little 18 year old <laughs> brian boner yeah. i know it was still rock yeah. hard yeah be like oh i'm stiffer than that guy over there and he's on a dolly <laughs> 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 so out of respect we canceled the threesome and it has been canceled ever since ever since mm. all right top three movies you'd want to die in the theater of <laughs> well castaway castaway number one yeah uh jeez, oh, not shrek <laughs> i think cast castaway let's see uh it, it, movies that i actually saw in the theaters i think speed that would have been a good one. Oh, that would have been a good one yeah hearts racing mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah maybe jurassic park oh death yeah death and um freddy versus jason oh yeah. nice so speaking of cool movies uh let's let's watch this music video here and see what all the hype's about well so yeah we just this, took a fucking trip man that was the most 90s ass 90s video i've seen in a while Oh that yeah, like was that was a delight for all the senses. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, like this is this is such a great throwback to that time because like this is very much a thing when there were like music videos that were an advertisement for the movie that the soundtrack that it was on. So like yes. that happened all the fucking time. And like this movie, I totally forgot that about this. I remembered what the music video was like, but I totally forgot the whole mystery men component in mm-hmm. the beginning and like all that, like absolutely. And it well, was, first yes. thing you see too, right off the bat is fucking Dane Cook's mug right yeah. in your face. Way yeah. to start it off, dude. Hell Yeah. And you know what? He does us all a favor by sticking a waffle iron on said face, which kind of did it for me. Uh, could we, could we, t- I think that waffle iron could have been a little hotter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, steam. Who invented steam? <laughs> Remember that? I do, Remember? I, I do love that name. Yes. yes. Yeah, the guy who created steam. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Um, hey, who who invented laws that said you couldn't marry a seventeen year old girl? Like, am I right, everybody? <laughs> oh. 
yeah, but Sorry. but I mean, this music video definitely does not disappoint uh, in terms of like the peak of '90s commercialization and just mm-hmm. the record industry. And I mean, every like this is you know a few years before streaming and downloading became a thing, and so like they were just selling millions of records and just throwing so much money like so many of the other music videos that we saw from like the late 2010s you could see how the budget for music videos went yes. down dramatically like mm-hmm. for my humps just yesterday like that was a cheap ass music video to make like they're like they're like you have one gray room to yeah. record <laughs> your music video in yeah or like i mean it's- and this and then this one this guy's lifting up a bus yeah and there's like fucking ben, awesome and there's like ben stiller and william h macy in it like Seriously, yeah. that's, some, no, serious that's some big budget uh, shit. And those effects, as cheesy as they were, like the bubble dissolve transition and the fake flames that you see in that the yeah. saving the dog from the fire, those yeah. were probably actually expensive at the time to have rendered out, which yeah. just yeah. makes me fucking giggle. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it. cheesy. The, the, so the music video it, it starts with what, like the car chase, right? It starts with the mystery men are trying out superheroes. Oh yeah, right. So and it, none of it, the guys like a, make the cut except for Harwell, our lead singer, and now new hero of the mystery men so that's sort of the theme you're gonna watch the lead singer go around being the superhero in this video and and harwell kind of is like a matter eater right like he's like he's like i can eat anything (laughs) he's kind of like guy fieri (laughs) yeah i was absolutely gonna make the guy fieri because he looks like guy fieri's like long lost twin brother he does or 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 he's like evil version because like guy fieri's like blonde and like really spiky hair and this guy's like black hair and yeah like it could totally be like the like devil and the angel on your shoulders is like yes yeah he's the wario fury exactly (laughs) which is funny because i watched a video of uh steve harwell and guy fieri doing like an egg cooking eating competition uh for some charity event I bet Harwell can eat an egg. Oh, man can eat an egg. I'm pretty sure he ate like 50. I can eat 50 eggs. I'm pretty sure that's what he did in that video. I did not finish it. I could Eating an egg here, boss. <laughs> eating an egg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, wasn't this song also on the soundtrack for Cool Hand Luke? I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> Oh, uh, and Luke, 1999. Yeah, uh, what a hit. As far as guys that are just like fat guys that like did it right, let's put him up on on Mount Fat Olympus with <laughs> George <laughs> Kennedy and uh, you know all the other great great fats in history. Patrice O'Neill, he's my number one fat. Hell yeah! You never saw him as a fat guy. You're just like that's Patrice O'Neill. He's crushing it. Yeah. Jason Alexander. Mm. But oh, didn't he kind of like play know. to the fact he was a fat guy a lot? Like a little bit. I yeah. don't know. I don't. He know. He plays more the bald part about it. I would mm, say. Good point. George did not have the fold over uh, uh, on his pants. Like George, <laughs> George would always tuck in his shirts. Neither did the mm-hmm. Smash Mouth guy. He's not that fat. It's not like it's like he's not like the Blues Traveler guy. He's not like John John Papa or no, what's his name? Popper. Um, yeah, John John Popper. He's not that big. Like he didn't need bariatric surgery. Big Papa uh, was, however, mm-hmm. quite big. I know. I just I want to put all these great great big dudes. Just I want to just give them some love, man. Th- these guys were awesome. This was the time when you could just be like, hey, you know what? I'm a big fat lead singer. I don't have a six pack. I I have a, a facial hair that basically turns my 
lower half of my face into a big butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> now, what you're referring to is this pencil thin <laughs> landing strip that goes from the bottom of his chin up to the his bottom lip, which mm-hmm. is just a look I have never seen replicated afterwards yeah. or actually anybody wear before. It, it mm-hmm. was unique to him. Yeah, it's like that and then the faintest little chin strap. So yes, it does. It just gives the shadow that it just looks like shit's about to fall out from the underside <laughs> of his chin at any given time. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, a big turd did fall out right from about that spot. Mm-hmm. Right and on that, the Shrek's and, back. And that was the song that's called uh, All Star. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> So these guys, um, the video gives me some serious Pete and Pete vibes. Maybe okay. it's the, the fact that they're jamming in their garage and that's the intro, you know, has has that band mm-hmm. playing in the garage. Yeah. But they're wearing what looks basically like a, a carbon copy clone of Litz clothing. Yes. They're very much so. Absolutely. And I, I th- also thought about the same uh, vibe of like, like a, a child that just ordered mozzarella sticks. It's really excited when they're coming. <laughs> hey now. oh no i got marinara on my hawaiian shirt (laughs) yeah yeah Cam cam's gonna kill me let's see what what were the feats that our our lead singer performs here he he saves a dog from a burning house fire oh and in the window that is not that's his face cgi'd like like late 90s cgi like onto someone else's body because that does not look like him when he pops up with that little poodle i was just like no bro Uh this was this was pre-green screen days it looks like somebody like hand cut his (laughs) fucking face out of like a picture and put it on top like it was like south park yeah yeah, it was like (laughs) He's just like, make my body look like Randy Savage, oh, but only in that one part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll fit. Or uh, a music he, video. It was a movie to me. Yeah, it was. So cinematic. Uh, he he rescues a Miss America who is trapped under a school bus. That's who, by the way, thing. is getting, like, I don't remember this from before, but I, I would just, I'm just going to say that the two cheerleaders, if I saw two cheerleaders just cheering and one had smash on their face, shirt, <laughs> and the God, other, and the other one had, had mouth <laughs> on their shirt, like, oh my God, <laughs> I, want, I want that Halloween costume so bad. That's when the principal needs to step in and be like, uh, all right, so we got to talk about these uniforms. <laughs> yeah, uh, so one has smash on her chest. And one has mouth. <laughs> and why Why are they going to bus accidents and cheering on bus accidents? I, why are, that, why are under they a sprinkler? Why aren't they helping? <laughs> like, seriously. Well, why, you don't need to help when you got, you know, uh, a, a chubby guy in a, a knee-length <laughs> black button-up that would just come up and lift the whole yeah. fucking bus up by himself. Hey, he's wearing and, cargo pants. He can help. That's why. Absolutely. Because you never know what you got in those in those cargo pockets. Like the courage. <laughs> ounces and That's ounces right. of courage. And a, and an old unused condom. And <laughs> and funions. Yeah. Funions. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'll I'll say it here on You Hate to Hear It podcast. I think mouth is still a great nickname. Uh, a la Goonies era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if if you if you're one of these if you're one of these uh, teens on a sports team that is feeling a little bit under pressure to change the name of your team uh, because you know it might not really fit with the vibe that we have going in 2023, 
you know, if it's something to do with Native Americans, please change it. If it's something that is problematic or that is non-inclusive, please change it. But mouth is great. Yeah, <laughs> mouth is fine. You can yeah. be you can be like the 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 North Tennessee mouths. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a great team name. And I will buy I will buy some gear from you. I'm spending most of my money on riffraff gear right now. But like the next paycheck that comes in, I'm definitely I'll, I'll get down. I can see I want, the coach for the away team coming in. He's like, all right, I want you guys to get out there on the line and stuff those mouths. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watch out for the girl with smash on her. Uh, yeah, smash leaves a real whore. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> She's a real whore. <laughs> nice. I think it's fine to enjoy can just, sex. Can you oh, just shit. Instead of editing that out, can you just bleep out the words <laughs> so we can solve the reaction? God damn it. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I'm a whore. <laughs> But smash um, didn't mean the same thing. People say smash now. If you if you were in 1999, you're like, God, I want to smash that girl. People would have been like, That's don't don't hurt her, dude. Yeah, right. She's a yeah. super hot babe. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. Yeah, um, <laughs> anything else you guys noticed from the video that that stuck out? I, I saw that in the garage. Their their music posters. One was of Elvis. And wow. the other was Black Sabbath. Oh, okay. And it, the the band is the, the perfect combination of both of those groups. <laughs> it's true. Seriously. I guess, yeah. It's like War Pigs and Hound Dog had a baby. Game of Mud War Pig. <laughs> Oinking all the time. I'm going to bite the head off of this snake. <laughs> I am Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. God. God. We need to start another cover band, guys. Yeah. We have so many smash ups we've been introducing. Smash ups. Oh my God. It's creeping into my brain, guys. I can't get away from smash. I, mean, I, I will say that, like, Black Presley is a pretty cool band name. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Elvis Presley ain't got no soul, according to Mos Def. And I. Or kind of or, agree. Yeah. yeah. But this band didn't... Uh, one thing you got to say, they, they're they not problematic. They're like, they really are a, a living ad for TGI Fridays and Applebee's. <laughs> Like absolutely, like no one, no one. You know what? It's a great, it's a great day when no one gets their feelings hurt. Mm. I kind of like that. Fair and, enough. And and, and, no, and nothing like, you know how will, will I am? I think we talked a little bit about it. This one, uh, like like just kind of maybe bringing in some other stuff into pop music that just really doesn't need to be there. Mm -hmm. As far as just like the. You know what? Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I think this is a good segue, actually, to talk about the music and the composition of this track, um, because it is very much good times meets commercialization. So, OK, just to skip ahead real quick to the breakdown when it's like, go for the gold. What? What instrument is that? Is that a keyboard? Is that somebody just whistling with crazy effects on it? I, I think, think that overdub. is a whistle keyboard. I, yeah, I I think it's an overdub. I think it's someone whistling and like a synth or something being played underneath it. And they're like mm. matched uh, up. Mm -hmm. I think it's something like that. Because it it's is yeah. very iconic. I hate it, but yeah. it's very iconic. I feel like I feel like I'm transported to Macy's shopping center every time I hear that little line. And I'm like, 
you yeah. know, just waiting for my mom to be done looking at fucking dresses or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when my mom would like take me and she'd be like, "Oh, this is this part's actually not for you. We need to go to the Husky Boys section." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let's go to the all-star section. <laughs> hey, now, you're an all-star. Well, that's better than than my mom taking me to the let's get it started section. <laughs> <laughs> Why should they wear different clothes? <laughs> I have said many things I regret in the last hour. <laughs> Seriously. Ryan, you're acting like a let's oh. get it started. Um, so so uh, in the lyrics... I feel like one of the things that that always threw me off or like that immediately made me not like this song from the very beginning is just like the loser on the forehead thing. Because I hated that trend when it was happening. Mm. Like, I just thought it was so dumb. Like, yeah. of all the kids being like, loser, and like putting the L on. And so like, as soon as they like try and mention that in the lyrics of the song, I was just like, okay, you've lost me. This is like, mm-hmm. this is, yeah, this is dumb. Yeah, so, yeah, you lost me by the fourth line, basically. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I hate I, the spin he puts on the word forehead. Forehead. That, I that knew just, you were gonna hate that. I knew that was coffin. gonna that was gonna stick in your craw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real. Bad. You you really hate it when someone just like says a word in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time, I do. On your forehead. <laughs> it just wouldn't sound the same, Ryan. I, it's not even the cadence so much this time. It's just like the polish, how he like over enunciates the R in forehead. Um, and he, it's and like he rappers kept... who are like, I'm at the pier drinking 40s. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, yeah. it's, it's like, ah, just lay off the R, my dude. I'm at the pier drinking 40s with my hobbies. Eh? What do you think about that? The uh the, the he he does a little bit of that uh, uh like I'm I'm scrolling through the fucking well, yeah, well, like, a lot yeah. of lyrics. But like yeah. at one point at the, there's a point in the song where he like he's in the music video he's driving in a, in the in the in the drop top and then he's like he starts singing and he suddenly like goes into a British accent, which is just really weird. <laughs> what part is that? Okay. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Pretty thin glitters, gold. Was it the water's getting warm? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's like the water's getting warm when it's kind of out here. And you go right here. <laughs> it's like, why? What, what are you doing? That's not how you talk. Get out of here with that. And what does it mean? Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. And also when the water, the water's getting warm because I just peed in the pool. (laughs) Um, Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. I think the philosophers will be talking about that for years to come. Truly, truly. That's a real Plato's cave moment. What does it actually mean? What does it mean? Andrew? Um, what the, your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. Mm-hmm. You're kind of a head guy. <clears throat> Maybe you have you have a head. Yeah, <laughs> I do have a head, and I have a brain, and and you give head and give can't. brain. Yeah, and it's overheating right now. You're working overtime upstairs yeah. in the attic. I can see it. <laughs> I love. It. I just put him on the spot. But Andrew, uh, don't worry. All, all the glitters isn't gold. But yeah. I do appreciate that um, there's like they mention global warming in this song. Yeah, no, he he points that out in interviews that, oh, yeah, and the second verse is all about global warming. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's sort of <laughs> political that way. <laughs> the first part is mostly an ad for a movie, yeah. but then I start to talk a little bit about global warming. Mm-hmm. 
And this and is d- like the old global warming where we thought, you know, we were entering a new ice age, which is kind oh, of fun. No, no, we still are because the vaccines are going to cool our... <laughs> Dude, then, hey, hey, cool off of that freedom of speech talk. And bro. 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Loose change, bro. Loose change. <laughs> Push not down the towers. <laughs> And all the change is starting to get loose. Better <laughs> watch out for George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all that glitters is gold is not the saying. It really, yeah, no. It really just gets my jimmies it's rustled. The, it's the exact opposite, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I've got. I've got to. I've got to quit the podcast. I need to update my financial planner because oh, yeah. I've been investing in everything <laughs> that glitters. Yeah. Just I've invested all in glitter. Honey, I bought a bunch of glitter. <laughs> We're gonna be rich. Um, oh yeah, because yeah, and that's the other line that just bugs the shit out of me is only shooting stars break the mold. Just like, really, what does that mean? Also, well, like, it, it, in the paradigm of if all that glitters is gold, shooting stars, but yeah, but you know what? Shooting stars can can have gold in them. They got that crazy fucking meteor out there that's supposed to be worth like twenty billion dollars of gold and platinum and shit. It just all falls apart. It, yeah, yeah. When a star dies, you know what the last element that it makes is? People. Iron. Oh. People, yeah. <laughs> it makes Glitter. you and me. Glitter. <laughs> it makes <laughs> iron. So when you're when you're cooking on your cast iron skillet, that was the, the death of a star because that element is so heavy that it just absolutely will implode a star once it so, starts to make that shit. Shout out to Beetlejuice. Look for it in the skies, y'all. It's supposed to be as bright as a full moon when it goes supernova. Mm-hmm. And we said it one time. We've only said it one time. <laughs> yeah, so we're still safe, Beetlejuice. Oh, fuck. Stop talking about... <laughs> Michael Keaton. Uh, there we go. Ooh, you broke, someone, you broke once, someone once asked if I could spare some change for gas. I need to get myself away from this place. Wow, that's that's hateful. Come on, dude. <laughs> no, you yeah, know, we all need to change the scenery. That 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 line doesn't bug me too much. It's just like, hey, maybe th- maybe throw some change down though. I, I don't know. Or at I, least I, some I, ash or grass. Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's right. No one rides for free, Ryan. <laughs> all they're all they're asking for, you guys, is loose change. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's all they're Aren't asking. Aren't we for. all? Aren't yeah. we all, Andrew? But yeah, seriously. We just want <laughs> answers. Is so what's wrong with taking the back streets? Is that a sexual innu- innuendo? Is that a sexual Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good band name. <laughs> sexual, I think that you'd probably get sued. Yeah, maybe, but it'd be Just worth like, it. Like, man. I'm, Songs always... such as "Blow on the Cartridge." Yeah. Oh hell yeah! A B A B up down left right fuck me. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. The possibilities yeah. are endless. Yeah. The list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow, we really just blew through those lyrics there. That's about it. I mean, I will, I will, I mean, for whatever it's worth, this is written by like the guitarist in the band, you know. Hmm. So at least props to them, you know. Gregory Camp is like founding guitarist, like he was in the band for a long time. Uh, like founding member and yeah you know so there's not seven different people listed at the bottom of this song none of which are actually in the band itself you know you're hearing Uh, one man's vision yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. i I kind of appreciate that arguably their most famous song and it's the guitarist he's got to feel good about that yeah and i mean he he also wrote walking on the sun oh shit he's their kingmaker right there he's the hit maker of the group Yeah. yeah huh 
So uh, too yeah. bad uh, there's the, there's nothing to speak of for his guitar playing in this song. Um, D- does it even have a guitar solo? I, I right? D- no, no, it doesn't. It has like an incubus like scratching as the solo breakdown, which over yeah. the whistling, which mm-hmm. is. I, I like to compare that to the episode we just did on GNR. Comma. Oh, okay. It, it felt just like their guitar solo uh, is about as flat and not pumped up as a solo could be. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. It's it's more of like an instrumental break than a solo. Mm-hmm. It's like supposed to be kind of a yeah, like a respite from the full on high high energy. It's so um, when when they play the song live, the lead singer can like go and no, yeah. he can go and mop the sweat off his brow and yeah. I was gonna say do a line, so I mean uh, we can yeah you you can you can pick any one of those. Wait, I meant <laughs> go backstage and make out with Guy Fieri for about yeah. thirty seconds. <laughs> go go back and smash some mouth. <laughs> The bass, hold on. I, I thought like the, bass, the bass. The the bass came in pretty cool. It sounded like that Rickenbacker style plucking in the beginning, and like that that kind of got my hopes up, you know, as a first time listener. Um, yeah. But no, it, it, I was let down by by everything else quite quickly. Yeah, I mean the and the drums are fine. I appreciate some of the like something I really pay attention to in drumming in a song is if the the drummer has the sense of like kind of musicality to build throughout the song. So like mm-hmm. in the first, you know, like the transition from the first verse to the first chorus is a really simple fill. And then it's a little more complex. And then it gets like a little bit, you know, a little bit better throughout the song. He actually does a good job of that. So I, I definitely yeah. appreciate that about this song that he's like- the, dr- the drums definitely feel like in control of the dynamics, like throughout the entire song. Yeah. So I I just picked up on this last night when I was listening to this song. Uh, during the chorus, the drum break that he's playing is the amen break that is pretty much ubiquitous throughout hip hop, uh, mm-hmm. which the amen break came from the Winstons with their song Amen Brother in 1969. That was when it came out and you hear it. Yeah. That, that drum beat, which makes me think like, you know, they are kind of doing this hip hop fusion thing that is sort of interspersed with the scratching and this drum break, which yeah. is interesting. Maybe calling back to the freedom of speech days a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And and at least like given the fact that they wrote the song themselves, I'm not sure who produced it, but like it makes me think it is somewhat genuine and not just like record labels trying to like get more record sales by bringing in elements from other types of music. Like I do think that there is some like genuine, yeah, yeah, so this co- was a cluster hump between, you know, AR guys and movie uh, executives to, yeah. you know, cross promote all this shit. Yeah, I guess the question is like, did this song get released on a Smash Mouth album before it was added to a soundtrack? Yes. Or it yeah. did. Okay. It was yeah, on so. Astro Lounge from 1999. Okay. Astro World. <laughs> Astro Glide. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay. That's a sexual lubricant. Speaking of freedom of speech, never mind. No, I'm not going to go into an Astro World conspiracy rant. What is Astro World? It was that dude, that rapper um, yeah. who Travis fucking Scott. sucks, Travis Scott. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was a concert he threw, and like people were getting trampled, and he just like kind of played through it and didn't give a shit. And it was yeah, he was like, "It's super cool that everyone's dying at my show." That's, yeah, what a that. piece of fucking shit. Fuck that guy. Yeah, Travis Scott can definitely come get it on this podcast at some point. That'll yeah, I, I I am a Smash Mouth stan, and uh, Travis Scott 
not stand. That guy fucking sucks. Ooh. And and now he's married to like a Kardashian. Yeah. But you know who you know who should be married to all the Kardashians is um Greg Camp, the songwriter of this great song. There <laughs> we go. Right. I don't know if I'd wish that on my my worst enemy, let alone somebody as cool as Mr. Camp. Well, they've got cool lawyers, so mm. you can get away with anything when you when you when you got them on your side. <laughs> I lo- I I think the song. I I don't want to get into uh, judgments. Like, before, well, should we do judgments? Uh, as far as music, the only other thing I wanted to mention before we get into judgments is I think the arrangement is a plus. Like Andrew mentioned, the buildup uh, from the drums, not just the drums, but from all the other instrumentation is well done. Their mixing is phenomenally good. And the just the way it does build compositionally with adding new elements, including like a acoustic guitar towards the end, which builds into their final denouement. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it was all well done. It was kind of by the books. There was nothing particularly mind blowing or yeah. novel about it, but it was a good arrangement. Yeah. Although although you didn't like the solo. You didn't like that as much. Would you? No, but you got to go back into the time, you know, 1999, you hear like a really shitty scratchy solo uh, on the turntables and you're like, oh, that's fucking dope. You know, if you're just just, the fact that he goes rubber rap. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Let's not forget that uh, in the same year, I guess it was a different Sugar Ray song, but Sugar Ray's first breakout track, Fly, had that same like Uh, scratching going on. mm Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is definitely like Limp Biscuit era and all that. So yeah, that that stuff is definitely. It reminds uh, me. Uh, I think it was '99 too. We were hanging out, Brian and I, with uh, our previous guest, Jed Tyler, and he pulled me aside one day. He's like, "Yo, check it out. I've been recording this in my tracks." And he just takes a quarter to his to his fucking couch pillow, and he's like, "It sounds just like scratching." He's like, "What do we do? What do we do? Where? What do we I was like. Actually, that sounds like everything I've heard on the radio. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, on the Wikipedia here, it does say that they made that sound with a quarter on a pillow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, that wraps it up for for the song. I think let's let's get into our final judgments, guys. So for Smash Mouth All Star, did this song glitter like gold? Did it? Fizzle out like a shooting star or something in between. I made mine up on the spot last time too. <laughs> I did so good on the intro. I, I can't I can't sometimes I forget I have to do that, and then sometimes I forget that there there that we have to recommend a song too, which yeah. you called me out for before, which is really <laughs> funny. Oh, Brian's going yeah. on his phone. Uh, what uh, songs do I like? Uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow is pretty cool. <laughs> That's fine, dude. I literally don't have one yet for a recommendation, so you just called me out, too. Um, God damn it. I, I totally do. Uh, d- Good. Ignore Good. all the typing I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so so for, for, for my judgment, I will give it probably something in the middle. Um, You know, I cringe every time this song comes on. But that's just only because I've heard it so many fucking times in my life. And it it is actually one of those songs that is permanently like on rotation in my head and will come on and it will be in my head for like a day. Aww. And there's nothing I can do to get it out. Yeah, it's like, I'm I know sorry the for song. your loss. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I know the song front to back. I've heard it way too many times. But I ne- but I also never really liked it, you know. So like it, it's not like I liked it and then it was overplayed. Like from this from the minute the song came out, it just it just seemed too too simple, too dumb, too pandering, too whatever, too poppy. 
Um, and uh, yeah, and so for that, yeah, I'm definitely, I don't hate it as much as a lot of the other songs that we've listened to and a lot of the other songs that definitely do like like the downfall of Western civilization type of music. Um, but, you know, this, song... <laughs> this, this, this one maybe helped usher it in, but it was happening whether or not. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's definitely, you know, it's got some nostalgia and it, and I'll, I'll give it that. Um, but I'm, I, I would be very happy if I never heard it again for the rest of my life. So fair enough. Brian? Um, my recommendation is a band that no, I no, saw. No, 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 no. Was Judgment. Brian, was this a shooting star that fizzled out? Was it a glittering pile of gold or something in the middle? Welcome to You Hate to Hear It, <laughs> a podcast where we talk about a song by Riff Raff, and it's always really great. <laughs> Dude, I wish every artist that we talk shit about followed us on Twitter. We just... yeah. I think we could winning. probably get Smash Mouth to... I'll, I'll work on it, okay? There you go. Um, Listen, I, I think this song fucking speaks for itself. Like, the, the, this one was probably maybe like... Uh, the, guy, the guys made this one, they're like, oh, that's fine, probably fine. And then it just turned into something that was so huge and monumental. I kind of like that idea of, of just these guys just being like, can you believe that like we have a song that people are still talking about almost like... 30 years later like yeah, this yeah. is insane like f- even for that you have to give them a little bit of credit mm-hmm. the 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 musicality is st- i think standard for 99 pop and mm-hmm. uh the lyrics are I actually kind of got a little bit of a kick out of lyrics, actually thinking about them again. And, uh, you know, somebody once told me that the world was going to absolutely jizz and shit their pants over this fucking (laughs) song. And I was just like, yeah, you're right. It's it's an amazing song. I think it's a the song. It definitely deserves um, a big green trolls, butt wiping himself with diarrhea. Yeah. And, and, and and so, and so, you know, life just works out perfectly sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. People loved it. Ryan. I, I'm going to change my rubric because it's my goddamn mandate. So fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and give it the finger and the thumb. Give it a big L on his forehead, on his fucking forehead. I just really sticks in my cross still. I can't, I can't get with the song. It, it just makes me shudder. Yeah. Um, I mean, why, why would anyone listen to this? Yeah, it, it only can it only can exist as a meme, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But exactly, also- and that's fun to play with. But it's not something you want to play and listen to. So you would yeah. never want no. <clears throat> yeah, wedding DJs nix this one off your playlist, unless it's an all Shrek wedding, which I know some freaks <laughs> out there are all about doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh yeah, just Shrekies, and that's when you just. Pour down the shit from, you know, like confetti from the ceiling <laughs> down their backs while you play this song on their first dance. Please invite us to one of those if you plan on having an all Shrek wedding. We want to be there. <laughs> uh, I really have a thing for pregnant Shreks. So, yeah, especially if it's a shotgun wedding. Please and thank you. Yeah, me. yeah. And, and well, Shrek would be pregnant with Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's a beautiful... Can we call it the proud thing. Batman looking on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we call him Shregos? Shregos. <laughs> you show Shrego right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Shregos. Uh, yeah. Right, if, if, if you get that started, let us know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
All right. Recommendations. Do I go first? I'll go first. All right. Do it. I'll go first. No, you go, Andrew. All right. Um, no, actually, so- you know what? I think I'll go first. <laughs> um, so mine, mine is Party at Grand Zero by Fishbone oh. from 1993. I saw Fishbone at the Eugene Celebration. Hmm. That, that we used to that we used to have in the yeah. town that I that in the town that I came came from. Like there used to be a big ass fucking parade with like tons of different stages and food carts, and it was the coolest fucking thing ever. And Fishbone showed up and played, and the lead singer of Fishbone had his pants down about six inches past his penis. Woo. And and his ding dong was swinging around and he like fucking absolutely regulated. And then they, you, you, their their main melody is comes from a Barry sax, which just absolutely fucking killed it. Yeah. So it was ska punk with like a hard Barry sax voice. And then this guy that was just screaming in the microphone who had his pants down pretty much around his ankles. And it, and I was just like, this is rock and roll. This is fucking awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Cult of personality, man. I'll never forget that track. It's hits so hard still to this day. Yeah. Great band. Nice. Nice. Andrew? Uh, yeah, my recommendation will, I mean, you know me, I always got two. Um, so my first one um, definitely is just more the homage to the to the part of the video where he saves the saves the burning um, baby from the, from, you know, like from the burning house. That so, was a dog, Andrew. Oh, yeah, sorry. It was a dog. So <laughs> he can't going, tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a baby. He's a real a dog. Pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> his dog, his dog is a sweet little baby, too, though. I love his dog. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm going with the music video that did that to the best nth degree possible, which is my hero. From Foo Fighters, which like I know I recommended Foo Fighters songs and videos before, but like that's because they're fucking great at making amazing music videos. And that's the one where like Mm -hmm. the whole thing, you know, it starts with the guy like running down the street to the burning building and the whole thing is shot like one shot. And and but he's like keeps going up the stairs and like saving someone else. And Foo Fighters is in like every room on every floor. And it's just like <laughs> it's such an awesome kind of a mind fuck of a music video. Plus, mm. that song is just like I love that song. The drums on that song are legendary, like John Bonham style, just huge drums. You know, Taylor yeah. Hawkins mm-hmm. are yeah, maybe one of his best drum tracks. Yeah, R.I.P. R- R- absolutely. So yeah, miss that miss um, that dude forever. And that was back in the day when music videos, you know, same time where they yeah. they cost oh, yeah. as much as an indie film today, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you had people, like I mentioned before, you know, Michelle Gondry, you know, directing Foo Fighters videos and stuff like that. And so anyways, uh, so yeah, so that's my first recommendation. My second recommendation, I'm going to go with the whole like all star but I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it a little bit and I'm gonna recommend Stars on the Roof of My Car by Riff Raff. <laughs> what? That's a great what? song. Actually, yeah, you know what? I, I think people don't really understand how great Riff Raff is. And I think <laughs> Ryan especially doesn't get it. He he can do so much. Like he can do anything. He's he so does. good. You're throwing me under Riff Raff's fucking monster truck right now. <laughs> you don't want to get the ire. I think if Riff Raff, if you want to run someone over, I think me and Andrew, we're your fans. Uh, Ryan, Ryan seems to have a real problem with you. Yeah, you should steer that. You should steer that monster truck towards the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's somewhere over there. You'll find him. It's a lot closer. Damn it, you guys. (laughs) Fine. Whatever, dude. I'll bring it on, horse fucker. Let's go. (laughs) 
but I actually, uh, just to set the record straight, I do not recommend that anyone listen to Riff Raff. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's a fan now he's a total you hate you you hate to hear it fan i'd like to hope he has a good sense of humor but uh okay <laughs> going on the, that music you have to yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of pull an andrew here and do it thematically at first uh runner up is prince with 1999 because oh, goddamn that's a banger, and that's how we're going to party every year still. I'm still partying like it's 1999. Uh, <laughs> and to go even further, our winner, I'm going to play on the numbers game now. The winner for this week for me is The Time with their track 777-9311. If you've never Hell heard yeah. that song, it will make you feel some types of way. Rhythmically, it's just all over the place. It's a weird marriage mm-hmm. of live drums with a drum machine and it's just funky as hell so get into yeah. it uh 777 by the time hell yeah morris day baby mm-hmm. all day all night all day all right well that about does it for this week but don't forget if you ever want to get in touch with us you can always find us at YHTHI podcast on Twitter or send us anything you want to really at YHTHI.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, this week's story theme is did you ever like find a dead body? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That or what's your favorite Shrek sexual fantasy? Yeah. And if you can combine those two, hell yeah. Please All do. the better. <laughs> now that's a Stephen King short story I'm dying to read. <laughs> Shreknophilia. <laughs> so I was so I was walking down the coast of Maine and a, a green uh, unearthly creature washed up on the shore and I just decided I had to have sex with it. And then it came to <laughs> well, life. I'm pretty sure that Trek calls his penis the Green Mile, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. 